0: Hello and welcome to episode 23 of It's Black and White, the Derby Telegraph's Derby County podcast. I'm Johnny Bunnell and I'm just joined by Chris Watson this week. No Steve Nicholson who's off again during the football season but uh, Steve if you are listening today have a very happy birthday.
1: Yes, I understand. Is 21, 21 again today.
0: Oh, I thought it was sixty plus. Was it not? No, no.
1: I, it's hard to tell. He's the, he's the Peter Pan of uh, <laughs> football, football journalism, and I like how he said just, just Chris Watson today. Just so Chris well, Watson. I'll yeah. try and fill uh, Steve's uh, boots. It won't be easy, but uh, well, I was going to say completely the opposite. It
0: won't, won't be oh, too oh, difficult, oh, but right, we well, the two of us have got plenty to get through. I mean, we always have a, a, a lot to talk about. There's never a slow. Week in football, but especially the last seven or so days, we've had contracts, signings, football matches, you know, previews, transfer rumours galore. So let's crack on. Uh, we'll start with the, the the new contracts for Derby County. Uh, first of all, Scott Carson uh, signing a new deal. I mean, we've we've obviously spoken a lot about Scott on the podcast in, in previous weeks, but it's a much deserved contract, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it's it's been a great sort of season so far for, for Scott and he's obviously player of the reigning championship player of the month he's Derby County's player of the season last season he's been getting plaudits left right and centre tips for uh, an England recall and uh, so in some ways it's no surprise to see him sign um, another new contract because Derby obviously recognise that um, they've got a very good goalkeeper on their hands and, and want to keep him uh, keep him at the club um as for as long as possible and and uh on the flip side scott um s- seeing an interview with him after he signed said he was you know it was a very easy uh decision to make mm-hmm. and he's you know he's loved every minute of his time at derby um and looking forward to uh to the future, here. so I think all round it's uh, all round good news. Yeah,
0: and obviously, with everything else that's been been going on, especially during the the January transfer window, <clears throat> it was news that sort of came slightly out of the blue, really, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. But I think these things were always going on in the in the background at football clubs. You know, you are, there's lots of players, and mm. players have agents and managers trying to keep um, keep everyone happy and. Um, you know, but, but I mean, in, in that case, it, it clearly it, it looked like it was something that got done pretty quickly, mm. uh, and it wasn't something that you know it was going to be dragging on and on um, for weeks and weeks. So um, obviously, we only we only hear about these things when they're kind of getting close or, or being confirmed. Um, we don't know all the ins and outs, um, but it, it looked on the face of it, you know. one Fairly straightforward uh, deal to to get done. Yeah, and
0: you say about obviously keeping people happy, and I suppose <clears throat> in the case of Scott Carson, that's probably the most important position for somebody you'd want to keep happy, isn't it? Because if, if Derby were to to lose him for a, a big chunk
1: of the remainder of the season, it would be a massive blow. Absolutely. Well, I'm, and his you know his stock is high at the moment, and as a, as a footballer, you know it's um, it's his job. He earns, that's how he earns a living, and. Um, you know, there's no better time to negotiate a new mm. contract, I suppose, because you can say, "Well, look, this is what I've been doing for the team. This is how important I am for the team." And um, and and we've obviously anyone who's watched Derby this season has seen that. Mm.
0: And then the next man to sign a, a new deal was one sort of fans have been clamouring for, well, for, for as long as I can remember, really. Uh, George Thorne gets a, a contract extension at the Rams.
1: Yeah, and I, I was really pleased uh, for George to see that because it's been, you know, he's obviously had a, a horrendously tough time um, in terms of injury. Um, no one's doubted his quality as a mm. footballer. We've all seen that. It's just been a case of him proving his fitness, really. And with his with his his previous deal due to run out in the summer, um, you know, I know I know he's a big fans' favourite, and, and most of the fans were saying just get, you know, get him signed up, get him signed up. But obviously. From Gary Rout's point of view, he he did have to look at the fitness side of it and you know, could George prove his fitness? Was it you know, could he prove that he was um you know, getting that could get himself back up to speed at, to play a championship level? And um to be fair to George, in the last few weeks he's he's done that, he's been playing well, he's been look you know, he's been getting stronger with, with every game and um and he'd obviously he obviously showed that he'd um, he'd earned that contract.
0: Mm, it's it's sort of a, a two way Thing isn't it really? You know, Derby have have shown loyalty to to George throughout the terrible injuries that he's had, and and now George has been able to do the same by by signing that
1: deal and, and committing to the club. Absolutely, and again, I think same with the Scott Carson one. I think it, it it's a good deal for for both parties, really. I mean, because from George's point of view, you know, I mean he he might have it might have been crossing his mind that mm. you know if. The longer he was out and not playing, would he? Fi- you know, could he potentially find himself without a club this uh, at the end of the season? And you know, you hate to think that, but it's it's something that could feasibly have happened. Now mm-hmm. he's got his future sorted, and he can concentrate on on um, you know what he does on the pitch for Derby County. Mm,
0: it's been you know well documented the the injury struggles that he's had, but I mean, just sort of personally for George, I mean, it must have been an incredibly tough road to to sort of come back from, isn't it?
1: yeah well i mean i you know i can't speak from experience because i've you know <laughs> fortunately i i I've, I've um I've not had a such a serious injury as as he has and i mean he's had a number of different injuries um but this latest one you know um, a really bad um leg break and he had all sorts of setbacks along the way on his road to recovery and that must just take that extra uh, bit out of you when you think you you know you think you're getting mm-hmm. back uh you, you you're recovering well and getting back and then and then you have a setback and then it means you're going to be out for longer and longer. Um, it must be, you know mentally tough as well as physically tough. And then I'm sure there must be doubts creeping into your mind, thinking, well, am I going to, you know, am I going to play again at the, to the same level that I did previously? And um, I think there's still there's still more to come from George. Um, but he you know you can see he's getting mm. him back he's getting back into it and you imagine that you know as long as he can stay injury free that they'll he'll just you know just continue to get better with with every game he plays mm, yeah and
0: he, he is getting back into it and he, he's sort of played regularly for the the past month or so um because <clears throat> you've obviously seen all, all of that action from him so i mean how, how do you think he's faring compared to obviously before he got injured where you, you would have also seen him play well my memory's not very
1: good so uh, I can't it's hard to it's hard to think that far back with all due respect to George because it, it was quite a long time ago but mm-hmm. I think I think it's like a lot of players is is they uh, they, they gain fitness with more games that they play mm-hmm. they gain confidence and I think I think that's the same with a lot of players and I think you see that with George I mean Derby fans have seen him at his best when he you know when he first came to the club, and he was and he was really influential in helping them um, um, almost, mm. almost get promoted, and then um, and then he you know he had a he had a really good season where he he played probably more games than he than he had done in a season up to that point in his previous uh, in, previously in his career, uh, and then before getting injured again, um, but I mean he's you know he's really good on the ball, but then he's been playing alongside Tom Huddleston, another really good ball player um and so you know if you can sort of um if you can kind of like live in that company and and uh and and match what what's happening alongside you then that's a pretty you know that's a pretty good effort and and i think you know the last couple of games in particular i think we're sort of starting to see mm-hmm. um you know a bit more like the old the old George Thorne yeah.
0: and I suppose with just as a side note with players like Tom huddleston and, and Joe ledley alongside you you 're only going to benefit from from that aren 't they because of the experience that they that they carry
1: I think so, and I think and obviously the for and the system that they play in mm. the formation um very you know it 's very clear what their role is, everyone knows what what the, everyone knows their jobs and what 's expected of them. Um, and so it's it's just fitting into that because obviously when George was in the team previously it was a different formation it was that 4-3-3 and mm. so it's it's kind of I think where, you know it's great yeah it's great that it's Tom Huddleston or it's Joe Ledley but I think just to have someone else there alongside in that kind of holding role I think probably probably suits him I'd say
0: Yeah so that's two new contracts signed and obviously on last week's podcast we we said that George Thorne had been offered a new deal as had Johnny Russell, um, so you know. A, as we record it, there's been no sort of announcement on on Johnny Russell. So, what, what do you think? Do you think? Oh, you yeah,
1: come on, Johnny, pull your finger out, sign your contract. <laughs> Me or, or <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> Johnny Russell? Um, no, I mean it, it's it's just um, it's just the nature of the game, isn't it? It's mm. it's negotiations going back and forth, I guess, and and um, and all this going on, and, and I think it's if you look at. Johnny Russell on the pitch in the last few games. It's certainly not something that's distracting him mm. because he's been, you know, playing as well as, well as he has done for, for some time. Um, whether he's kind of you know got a bit of, feels he's got a bit of a point to prove in terms of um, in terms of you know his future and where that might be. Uh, I don't know, but um, um, and obviously we you know we don't we don't know the intricate details of of the contract that he's been offered um but um i, I think i think darby fans and that i've sort of spoken to seems to be kind of split on mm. johnny a little bit I, I think there's a lot of um a lot of um fondness for him and uh, what he's done at derby previously um i think some some people feel that maybe he's he's gone as far as he can here and they wonder if there's any more to come you know if he's quite got That quality to kind of take Derby onto that next step, uh, which is obviously would be into the Premier League. Mm. But um, but he's 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 been brilliant the last couple of games, and I think he's you know he's shown what he can what he can give to a team. Um, And it will be interesting to see what happens. But obviously we'll just we'll just follow it uh, through to its conclusion.
0: Absolutely. And in and amongst all of that, uh, we had the news that Derby County have made their first. Signing of the uh, the January transfer window, Cameron Jerome in from Norwich uh, for an, an undisclosed fee, which we believe was about one and a half million pounds. Um, what, what were your initial thoughts, sort of when when that was announced?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's um, I think it's an interesting signing and, and one that didn't come completely out of the blue. Mm. Um, because he was he was strongly linked with Derby right at the end of the um, the summer transfer window. Now nothing obviously happened at the time. I think Norwich were were not really in a position where they could afford to to let him go. Um, but we knew that we knew that Gary Rout was a fan, and um, and so it was something we thought possibly could be revisited uh, this window. I think we did we did a piece on our website with with sort of you know five players that Derby could sign mm. in January. We did that. You know, probably in November or, or whatever, and he he was one of those players. Um, now, I mean, it was interesting the timing in terms of in terms of the number of strikers at the club because as we as we sit here, Derby have, have now got an absolute wealth of um, of, uh, of attackers, and you know, Gary had talked about trimming the squad and uh, and getting some players out. And as we as although we're expecting Chris Martin uh, to go out as we speak, that you know that hasn't happened yet. Um, but I think they they were keen to get the deal mm. done, so they thought, well, if we need to, if we have to get him in before someone goes out, then so be it and that's, that's fine and, and, and the point that Gary Rout made, and I think he's right is that um, you know this is a different type of striker mm. to what they've already got. He, you know he brings that extra pace and power um, to the position. Um, and just gives them gives them a, a different sort of option up there um and actually, i mean he's he's 31 years old and now that again isn't really shouldn't come as a surprise to derby fans that someone has been signed in, in that sort of age range because that kind of almost fits the <laughs> the uh, the the pattern that that's been forming with the likes of you know Curtis Davis and Tom Huddleston and Joe Ledley Coming in, go out, looking for those very experienced uh, uh, players who have uh, who've been there and done that. Cameron Jerome, he's been he's been promoted to the Premier League three times in his career so far, uh, and he's hoping to make it four with Derby. Um, and Guy Routes also pointed out that uh, he be- he um, he comes in and becomes the the fastest player in Derby's squad. Um, so he that
0: surprised me a bit. That did. I must admit. Well, we thing.
1: were thinking, we were, we were wondering who the main, main competition would be, and um, I think it kind of, it kind of makes sense because I mean, it's not that Derby are a slow team, but, but there's not too many with absolute blistering pace. I mean, jo, I mean, Johnny Russell can shift. Mate Vidra can. Olsen. A bit. Olsen's, uh, Olsen's pretty rapid, yeah. Um, when he gets going, I mean, I've not, I've not had my stopwatch out and timed <laughs> him over a hundred meters, but I think the point, the point Gary Rat was mm. making that was that although he's 31 years old, he still, can still got, he yeah. still got that pace that that he's had um, mm. throughout his career, and, and you know, we, we, uh, we went down to speak to him uh, um, before the um, Bristol City match, and um, you know, he looks, he looks in good nick, he looks a good athlete, he's obviously kept himself fit. Uh, and he's up for he's up for the challenge. So I think um, you mentioned and you mentioned the fee, um, which we understand was um, was around one and a half million uh, pounds plus add-ons. And I think in this market, that's hmm. not a bad deal. And and the thing is, is if if he can chip in with a few vital goals that helped mm-hmm. Derby get promoted this season, then he will have uh, he would prove he'll prove an absolute bargain.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's funny that you say that because he my next point was going to be that he's proved. Time and time again, actually at championship level, that he can score goals. And I know that some fans of former clubs and and of Cameron Jerome will say, "Well, he he misses quite a lot." But at the end of the day, the goals speak for themselves. Uh, And if he can chip in with a few of those for Derby County in the running, they could prove vital, couldn't they?
1: And I think it's not just goals; it's um, it's what else he brings to the to the team as well. And I think. I've always thought this every time I've seen him play previously, and and other people have talked about him have kind of backed that up in that he's he's just one of those players that just is a bit of a nightmare for for centre backs. You know, they won't look forward to playing against someone like him because he just won't. You know, he's big, he's physical, and he won't give them a moment's peace. And uh, you know, I think that's a good asset. That's a good asset to have. And um, obviously, as a striker, you want to score goals, and and you and you need to score goals. Um, but he's, pr- he's proved he can do that as well, and I mean, I've spoke to, you know, a couple of people at the Norwich end, and and they seem to sort of say they sort of said, you know, on his day, if he's up for it, he can be unplayable. Mm. Now, I mean, the, the sort of, it's a kind of backhanded compliment because the suggestion is that maybe he's not always, always up on. for <laughs> it, but he certainly seems, to, you know, he, he, ser- he certainly seems to be um, at the moment. And you know, when you go to a new club, of course, you're going to be. You're going to be desperate to impress, so you'd imagine that uh, that they'll, they'll you, know, you hope that they'll, they'll see the best of it.
0: Mm, and you, you could sort of see him linking up well with someone like Vidra playing in that number ten off him, couldn't you? If he, if he's got that strong physical presence up top, and uh, obviously Vidra sort of doing the, the running in yeah, behind. Yeah, I
1: mean, th- mm. I mean that would be fascinating to see because obviously we've talked a lot about about Vidra, how he's linked up with David New mm. this season, and they form quite a good understanding between them. Um, it would be different. Playing with Jerome, but as but as you say, if you've got someone who's up there can hold the can can hold the ball up and, and bring others into play, um, and of course, and use their pace as well to get in behind, um, it would be fascinating to see how how they um, how they link up. So, mm,
0: and you use the phrase "defender's nightmare" just when we were sort of talking about mm. Jerome there, and uh, it leads us perfectly on to the Friday night football against Bristol City in sure. obviously he made a, a brief cameo off the substitute bench and he did prove to be a defender's nightmare so let's just sort of crack straight on with it and talk mm. about the penalty that, that never was mm. um, first of all your your view on that
1: well yeah I'm, I'm sure I don't need to sort of describe sure. but go into the background too because I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast will have seen it about a hundred times probably but um, um, so Yes, uh, it was. I think the 87th minute, and Cameron Jemoe's come on to try and help Derby get a winner from somewhere that they they probably deserved. To be honest, on the balance of play, if if we're being honest, Um, he's managed to get into he's managed to get into the box uh, in a good position. Um, He's he's drawn the foul from Aidan Flint. Derbyshire's Aidan Flint, Hmm. say, former Alfredton Town man. and he's gone down uh, the referee's taken a look at it decided it wasn't a penalty um, and then added insult to injury Kevin Jerome's been booked for diving mm-hmm. um, on his Derby County debut um, to answer your question sorry I've gone round the house a bit um, you know, from our vantage point in the press box we were quite a long way away from the incident and and I'll be honest my my initial reaction was it that 's not a penalty mm. and I, I based that on i' I've since seen the replay, and clearly you know there was contact made and, it, it, and I think it was a penalty, uh, but it, I, I purely based it on the the, the way that Jerome went down um, there was a, a bit of a theatrical uh, manner to it it was a big sort of mm-hmm. swallow dive and and um, I, I think that probably influenced the referee, and he probably thought you know taking into account the stage of the game the way the game was balanced and you know Derby obviously desperate for a winner I think he thought you know you're looking for that so I'm not going to give it to you um, of course it, the whole issue was compounded by the fact that um, the, the replay was mistakenly uh, mm. shown on the big screen which is uh, which you're not supposed to do and um, so the players saw it both managers mm. all the fans saw it um, and uh that didn't go down too well, but obviously i mean that's a side issue kind of uh, in relation to everything else so it was unfortunate because it was unfortunate for Cameron Jerome because you know if it had gone differently and if the, if the referee had given the penalty and Derby had scored the penalty and won the game, then suddenly he's you know he's a match winner um you know on his on his Derby county debut, which would have been fantastic for him but of course you don't always you don't always get these uh these decisions.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot was made of the fall at the time, and a lot has been made of the fall in mm-hmm. the aftermath mm-hmm. of the game. But contact's contact. I mean, it's. Yes, it's, yeah. You know, I, it doesn't I, matter if you. Well, it shouldn't yeah. matter if you stay on your feet or if you produce a swallow dive like Caranjaro. Right. Contact I
1: contact. You know, the referees have got a very difficult job. We know that. And I think that. Part of the i mean you know I can't sort of speak for the referee himself, but mm. if it was me, part of my decision would probably be based on how the player the reaction of the player that was quotes fouled mm. and you want you 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 want to look and see if it's a natural if they go down in a natural manner, and i think in that in that situation he's thought that looks like a dive. Therefore, it's a dive, yeah. and we were talking about this afterwards. And we actually said, in a, in a strange way, it was a foul and it was also a dive yeah, yeah. because he's caught his foot, he's felt the contact, and then he's flown up and he's flown mm-hmm. up in the air. And that, now, I mean, I'm not a professional f- uh, footballer. I've never been a professional footballer, so I, you know, I might be completely wrong, and and, the, and players might tell me, or oh, that's how that's how you would have gone down if mm-hmm. you if you were if you were caught at that. Pace or, or whatever, but um, but I think he I think he was looking for it, and and to give credit, you know where it's due to the player is I think players feel that they need to do that mm. to almost make double sure that the referee's seen it because sometimes you see a player who kind of goes down um, very sort of innocuously, and you sort of think oh that should have been a that should have been mm. a penalty maybe if he. Gone down properly, if you like. Then yeah, and I, I mean, it, it sounds bizarre to say, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting
0: that you say that because obviously, about twenty seconds earlier, uh, Cameron Jerome was sort of said to be too honest mm. because it, there was a ball into the box, and yeah. I think it might have been Flint again. It was. Flint, it was, yeah. it was, it was all over the back he of it, stayed on his feet. and he did stay on his feet. But the the thing that always gets me with that is that if that was in the centre circle from a goal kick, yeah. that would have been given as a free kick even if he didn't go down. Yeah, um, I mean... well, again,
1: again, again my, my initial reaction when I saw it live was you're not going to get a penalty for that. And you might be right, it might have been mm. because, of the, because it's such a big game and, and, and because of where it was on the pitch, the referee thought, that's a big decision mm. to make, I'm not going to make it. But you're right. If it's a foul, then it, if it's a foul, then it should be a foul.
0: But I think that may have led to why Jerome threw yeah, himself to the absolutely. ground. Absolutely. Well, it,
1: it, it, it figures. And I think that I think we have to be very careful not to kind of brand him sort of a diver, a oh, no, the or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Because I, I I don't think that's the case. I think mm. that you know, as I say, players. There's so much at stake. Mm. Players will do what they can to try and win the game, and. Um, uh, I I was speaking to um, uh, Craig Ramage earlier, um, who was obviously at the game um, doing his doing his bit for uh, for Radio Derby. Um, and he of course he has played the game, and he and he, you know, he has sympathy for Jerome in that he said he said you know as a player you do try to if you can draw that foul mm-hmm. and try to win a penalty. He said that's part of the game. Um, that's part, and he said I, I see that as a skill, not as not as kind of being cynical. And he said he, you know, when he played, he used to. That was part of his game to try and get in the box, try and outwit a defender and draw the foul. Um, and then he sort of said it, in the, you know, and there's but there's certain ways of of going down. And again, it it might it might sound incredibly cynical, but I think I think he's right, and that if you do over, you know, if you if you maybe do over exaggerate. Maybe the referee will decide that you know that's a kind of that is a cynical a cynical move, and, mm. and he's not falling for it. But it's it's a very difficult one. Very yeah,
0: difficult. it obviously led to, to sort of more calls for for VAR. Um, what's your thought on that? Just while you finish your water there. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> well,
1: again, um, the jury's still out a bit on that. Mm. I think because but if
0: it was in in place at. at Prior part that night, a penalty would have been you yeah. would
1: hope so, but i mean i mean i 'm not using that particular example in the, on this occasion, but i think I still think there are times there are certain uh, incidents that you watch over and over again mm. and you still can't one hundred percent say one way or the other and but but I guess you know the same goes for other sports where yeah. they have you know cricket and rugby where they have um a lot of uh, video uh, technology at their disposal Um, but yeah you you would hope that if it was the case on Friday night that they should have taken the right decision Mm -hmm. because you clearly saw there was contact and and he was nowhere near uh, Flint was nowhere near the ball
0: yeah Uh, aside from that I mean the rest of the game it was was probably one Derby deserved the three points on, on the balance of play you'd say um, how, how did you sort of see it from uh, from? Yeah, your I
1: thought they I thought they were quite good. I thought you know for a goalless draw it was it was certainly wasn't dull. It was mm. pretty entertaining. Um, uh, you know, both sides showed why they're towards the top of the championship table. I thought um, you know I've been impressed with Bristol City this season, and and again they they moved the ball well, a lot of energy. Um, they had quite a bit. They had quite a bit of possession, um, but Derby are in really good form, and they just did what what we've mm. been doing this season. Um, and you know, they were, they were often sort of hitting them on the break, um, but they were creating some good chances. And um, I think that. I mean, I spoke to Curtis Davis after the game, and and he was obviously frustrated about not getting the penalty, but he sort of said the main disappointment is the fact we didn't take our chances and Mm. if if we'd taken our chances then not getting the penalty wouldn't have been a pivotal issue you know because there were some clear cut opportunities which we have seen Derby taking in recent weeks I mean people like Mate Vidra uh, Vidra had a great chance and of course you know it's hard to criticise him because he scored 16 goals this season Uh, but on this occasion he wasn't able to um, to put it away so um you know you hope that Derby don't look back on mm. on that as sort of two points dropped uh, come the end of the season um, but certainly noth- you know, not too many negatives from it because they kind of kept that unbeaten run going and, and, and as I say the performance in general was, was, uh, was good mm, Yeah and I mean obviously
0: in, in recent weeks particularly away games that spring to mind uh, Middlesbrough Barnsley and Birmingham they have been extremely clinical that yeah. when the chances have come you know they've they've taken them. Whether the other team have just had a chance or not, so it was it was sort of strange to see Vidra go through and not find the net, and obviously Tom Lawrence had one as well that was ticked over at the near post. Uh, but sometimes that's just the way it goes.
1: I think so, and and I mean, you know, there is part of you that sort of thinks, well, you know, did the fact that it was a, such a big game come into their thinking? You know, uh, almost a t- you know in some ways a top of the table clash, but. I don't think that was the case because I say the, the play was good, um, mm-hmm. most things were good, it was just on that, it was just on this particular occasion, um, they didn't put the ball away. But uh, you know, we've seen games this season where that's happened to the opposition, and Derby have ridden their luck yeah, and, and, uh and and, and, got, and got away with the three points or a point or whatever. So, um, so I don't think you know there wasn't <laughs> there was no sort of despondency around the place. Uh, Afterwards, you know, albeit a bit of frustration mm. about about the penalty that wasn't, but um, um, but you know, yeah, plenty of positives and obviously um, to take into the next game uh, at Millwall um, next Tuesday. Mm.
0: And, and we saw Bristol City on Tuesday night score twice against Premier League leaders Manchester City mm. as they narrowly went out of the, the Carabao Cup. Yeah. I mean, it shows what a good job the Derby County defence and midfield you know done to to keep them keep yeah, them quiet.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's a fair point. Um I thought I mean Bristol had the, you know they had a few moments but as we said Derby had the better of the chances and I think if if they had scored it would have been a, you know it would have been a bit of a smash and grab to mm. some extent. Um so but Derby recently uh, have been have been very good defensively and uh, and that was the case again. I mean I mean Lee Johnson had to was forced to make a change at half-time because uh, he brought on a, he, he brought on another striker and sort of uh, tweaked things a little bit because he just um, they were getting enough they were getting no joy at all up front. I mean I say mm. they did they did, uh, they did create one or two things, but uh, but on the whole I think Darby looked uh, looked fairly secure.
0: Mm. And at the end of the day they didn't lose. It's another point on the board. Cardiff drew. Wolves lost, so in fact Derby are probably in a stronger yeah. point. Come the end of the weekend, that they were at the start. It depends
1: if you're a glass half full or, or half always half person. full. Always half full. Because of course, full. Uh, you know, you, you could certainly look at it that way, and you could also think, well, M- you know, missed goodness, If, only, yeah, if yeah. only we had managed yeah. to win that game, then we would have cut the gap uh, or extended, you know, extended the gap over third and cut the gap uh, to the to the leaders. Mm. Even more, but uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's uh, that you know that again. That was the talk after the game. It's a point gained. It's another yeah. point gained. And of course, when you see other teams mm. around you dropping points, then of course it is a point gained.
0: Mm. And you mentioned the the Millwall game, which is uh, next Tuesday. So there's obviously a ten day uh, break between the two, and uh, they've jetted off for some nice warm weather training. Yeah, lovely, lovely, isn't it? So um, I'm, I'm still sure that uh, that's where that's where Nico's gone. That's why he's here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if he was
1: invited. But, um, yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's it, it's come at a good time. I mean, there's not, you know, it's strange. Early in the season, you have you seem to have a kind of a glut of international mm. breaks, uh, and you'll have you'll have a, a period of lots of games being crammed in, and then suddenly two weeks of that a game. Um, I think the last international break was in November. And I think the next one is March or something like that. So they've had a you know incredibly busy schedule over Christmas and new into the new year. Um and because of um because of them going out of the cup and because of Mill still being involved in the cup, obviously the Millwall game has moved back from the Saturday to the Tuesday. And with Derby playing Bristol City on the Friday night it means they've actually got ten whole days between uh, between matches. So um um, yeah, Mel Morris uh, um, very very kindly offered to um, to fly out the uh, Gary Ratt and his squad out for uh, out to Dubai for a bit of warm weather training, and um, you know I think you know all joking aside, I think they'll, they will be they will be getting some good work mm, done on the training absolutely, pitch, yeah. uh, but also taking a bit of time to to relax and enjoy themselves as well, mm. uh, which which I think they probably deserved um, you know in recent weeks, um, so. Um, you know, it's 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 chance to get a bit of sunshine and a bit of a change of scenery just from the usual grind of of, of you know training every day at more Farm in the, in the freezing cold at this time of year. Absolutely. So um, so I think I think it, uh, it that will come a, a good time for them.
0: Yeah, and, and when they get back, we could probably expect some more transfer activity. Um, just sort of looking at the the outgoings, which is what we will probably be focused on when when they do return um obviously as, as as we record this there's only been a few of the youngsters that have gone out on loan I just check my phone <laughs> and yeah and rawson as well yeah. who's joined forest green permanently but in terms of the first teamers um you know chris martin has been sort of heavily linked to the move away apparently a deal was agreed with Sunderland uh, and also jason shackle appears to be in talks with millwall
1: yes um Chris Martin I mean, we've talked about for some time now in terms of him uh, potentially leaving Derby in this window um, obviously the arrival of Cameron Jerome has kind of you know, um, basically kind of backed up what people have been saying all along that um, you know, Gary Rout wanted a different option and, and, and obviously Chris Martin falls further down the pecking order um, Gary Rout has spoken very honestly about the situation you know, obviously Chris Martin's been a, a really good player for Derby in, in recent years, um, but he's just, you know, the way that the way that they're playing at the moment, uh, in the in the system that they're playing at the moment, he obviously just doesn't figure um in Gary Wright's plans. Um and so Gary Wright has said, you know, he can go out, um, whether it be on loan or or a permanent deal, uh, depending on what deals what deal could be done. Um sunderland um you know it sounds like they're certainly favorites to get in mm. Reading are also interested a number of other clubs have have of course been mentioned as well um chris martin you know he went out to dubai with the rest of the squad um and has been has been part of that training camp and um you know we're told he's he's kind of um you know, there's no decision has been made yet uh, on what's going to happen. Although I say Sunderland, you know, Sunderland looks is the most likely mm-hmm. destination for him, uh, probably on loan. Uh, it looks like at this stage.
0: Mm. And Jason Shackle as well, obviously. I yes. understand that he's in, in talks with with Millwall. Um, yep. Yeah. Who ironically, Derby County's next opponents. Yes. Uh, so, w- what do we think about that?
1: Well, the, the um, it sounds like that would be a loan as well, which uh, presumably would mean he wouldn't be mm-hmm. able to play against Derby if the deal was done before Tuesday. Um, uh, obviously, of course, Shackle is uh, out of contract at the end of the season. So, if it was a loan deal, you know, there might be a kind of situation where there's an option to. To make the move permanent, although obviously with him being a, with him being a free agent, yeah, yeah. Um, you know he could in theory, you know, he could talk to any club. Um, so it's a, that's an interesting one because I mean he, again he's an, he's another player that's been a, he's been a good player for Derby and uh, he's he's um, you know he's done some good things for them. And he's you know he's never let them down on the pitch when he's played. He until relatively recently he barely missed a game mm. due to injury he'd been over he was in his second spell at the club and I think I'm going to regret saying this because I might get the stat wrong but I think over his two it was something like over his two spells with Derby I think he started 100 consecutive games or 100 consecutive league games or something like that I'm sure someone uh, will pull us up which so, is a great uh, well I apologise <laughs> for that I'm wrong, but it was something like that and so he had a very good record but he, he recently has been um uh, troubled by his back, mm. which is obviously not great for a central defender. He uh he had back surgery um I think towards the end of last season. Um so it took a while for him to get back from that. He has um I should point out he's been you know he's been much he's been fit for some time now. So whoever he joins, you know, he would be able to go mm. and play. But obviously at Derby um, he's been limited to you know under twenty three matches and a couple of um, league cup appearances, which for someone you know, um, for a player like him who you know he's I think he's thirty four now, um, he doesn't want to be playing in the under twenty threes. Mm. Um, he'll want to get out and uh, and play somewhere, and if he can get a move to another championship club, I think that's uh, that's probably a good move for him. Mm. Uh, and of course, from Derby's point of view. Um, Richard Keogh and Curtis Davis have been have been ever present in the league. Um no one's really dislodging them at the moment. Mm. Alex Pearce has kind of been the next one next one down. And then I guess if, if you know, if you had to go beyond that, um you would be looking at you know, Andre Wisdom can of course um play at centre back, Chris Baird can play at centre back, mm. I think you know, Craig Forsyth at a push could play centre back. So so there are there are other options there. So um I think um yeah I think a, a move to Millwall if it, if it goes through as as uh it looks like it could do uh, it would be be a decent a decent uh, mm. deal all round.
0: You said about Shackle and uh, and the under 23s featuring regularly for them that yeah. sort of we will have a, a brief touch now on the under 23s just mm. before we we sign off because uh you know a fair few of their sort of key players if you like have, have gone out on loan at the start of this window which is obviously <coughs> Great for them. Great to go out and experience, uh, you know, professional football in in the football league. Um, But you know, a a quite brilliant 7-2 Premier League Cup win uh, against Birmingham City, uh, and a a brilliant day for Lewis Walker to score four goals. I mean, it's it's
1: whatever level of football you're at, it's just great, isn't it? Well, it certainly catches the eye. Mm. I mean, I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't watch the game. I wasn't at the game. But, uh, but when you see a result like that, you, you, it, I say it does certainly catch your attention. And it? it's quite funny because with all the players going out on loan, we've, we were mm. sort of sat here saying, well, the under-23s aren't going to have any strikers left. Yeah. Because we've seen, obviously, you know, um, Zanzala's gone out on loan, Jacobson, yeah. uh, Charles Vernon's gone out as well. Have I missed anyone? I'm not sure. Um, no. but, but anyway, anyway we, you know, we were saying that's going to obviously leave them short in that department although I know I know that Derby are keen to kind of go through mm. some of the under 18 players yeah, yeah. Um, and um, then obviously yeah we've got Lewis Walker uh, who's uh, who's got his chance and uh, and he's certainly taken it scoring scoring uh, scoring four goals which is you know no mean feat against uh, against any opposition
0: Absolutely and just a quick word as well on um, Ikechi Anya because He's another very similar to, to Jason Shacklin, that he, he hasn't had a look in at all with the, the first team this season. Um and you know some players could throw their toys out the pram with, with situations like that, they could do whatever, but you know, every time he turns out for the under twenty threes, he, he, he puts a shift in and, and particularly against Birmingham, you know, he was he was excellent, which, which shows true professionalism in the game and from the player himself.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think so. And I, I mean, you would hope that someone of his quality—I mean, Derby paid, um, you know—they paid big money mm. for uh, for him to get him from from Watford. And you, you would hope that someone of of his quality, you know, would uh, look good uh, at that at that level. But as you say, you've still got to go out there and do it. You've got to apply yourself. And um, and I know it's an under twenty three game, but you know, you wonder if there are clubs out there. Who might have seen that performance mm-hmm. and thought, well, I'll tell you what, he could do a job for us because um, he's another one of those players who you know who who will be available mm-hmm. to go out during this window because he just you know yeah he just has not featured uh, for the first team. Absolutely, lovely stuff.
0: Anything that you wanted to add before we yeah. uh, before we
1: sign off? I don't think so. No, I'm just uh, I'm looking no. forward to uh, Nico being back next week. You know? Yes,
0: well we'll we'll probably be back and we'll probably do a. a Pre deadline day podcast, I'm thinking, because obviously that's a week today.
1: Yeah. So that's going to be all fun and games. Yes, and we may, have to, we may have to abandon the recording and rush out at any moment if there's some breaking news. That'll be exciting. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah, a cobbled together podcast. Yeah, that's it. That's post. what it normally is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Lovely stuff. Right, well, uh, thanks for for everybody for, for listening as ever. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow everything that we do on social media. We're on Twitter mm-hmm. at DerbyTelDCFC, Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash DerbyTelDCFC you can keep up to date with all the latest rams, news and views on our website, www.darbytelegraph.co.uk and also on the app, which is on both Apple and Android devices. Uh, and you can find the podcast in both Audio Boom and iTunes. Just search for It's Black and White. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again.